Big shout out to Haley Kay for being our Patreon subscriber. If you would like to become a supporter of the podcast, please go to patreon.com slash topropechef. Get all kinds of access to exclusive content, pre-episode shout-outs. We've got all sorts of enticements for you on there. Any pledge amount goes directly to support the podcast, so we can make it better for you. Now let's get to the show. We're cooking up some recipes, gonna give them a spin. If you're messing with Top Rope Chefs, you can never win. We'll be leaving you in the kitchen, wishing you were beaten better. Cooking up some main dishes to search and yummy things on the side. Can you take the heat? 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 Top rope chef. Welcome to the Top Rope Chef Podcast, the podcast about food and wrestling. I am your host. Bradley Crawdad Jones with me as always, your other host. Jacqueline Snake in the Grass Maynard. How's it going, Jacqueline? It's going swell, Brad, I do declare. <laughs> well, I do declare. <laughs> what in donation are we going to be talking about today, I wonder? Oh, my stars, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're making fun of, of like somebody's intelligence by using that accent. And it's probably not the case, but <laughs> I'm doing my best that's where like, I jump to. Scarlet O'Hara Southern Bell, but exaggerated. You know, for comedy. <laughs> 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 Listeners, we're doing a southern thing today. Uh, southern wrestlers, southern themed, kind of southern foods, I guess. Yes. I'm a little yeah. confused. <laughs> We're getting well. They are definitely southern foods, and I think at least one of our guys is from the south. Yeah, just one. If not one both. of the three. If not both. Yeah. 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 The other guys are from New York, I think. Yeah, they are from Queens. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> A little bit north of the Mason Dixon there. But uh, before we get going on our podcast, Jacqueline, are you drinking anything? I am drinking Blake's Wakefield Cider tonight, Brad. It is a cider that I find a bit too sweet, but I think you would enjoy a lot. It's um, blood orange and cranberry. Ooh, I like some blood orange. Yeah, the blood orange comes through really well. It's just a little I had, sweet. I had, um, what did I have with blood orange? I had one of those, um, those fancy... Uh, like lemonade, orange juice, Papa Lagrinos. What are they called? Pellegrinos. Papa, they come in the can. Pepe. Those fancy juice juices that come in the can that have been around in a while. Remember the orange Oh, oh, what are those called? Everybody's probably screaming right now. Pelagio. Pelagio. That's not what it is at all. That sounds like a really fun made-up word. Yeah. Where, where are you guys going tonight? Oh, we're off to the Pelagio. Pelagio. We're gonna go see the equestrians at the Pelagio. Um, Sam Pellegrino. Sam Pellegrino. There it is. There we go. I am drinking. I've had this in my fridge for a while. Bring it on. It's Dan <gasps> Armour's Suve Special Cidre Brut, made with freshly pressed apples grown in Britannia, France. Yummers. That looks so, delicious. It it's in a wine it bottle a with a cork? It. It's got a cork on it. I was going to open it up live on that. I hope it makes a big podcast. pop that your filter can't even disguise. That's what I hope happens. And I hope that... Oh, it's coming up real easy. Oh. Oh. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. I am too. Oh, that was... That wasn't bad. Lackluster. <laughs> 
<laughs> and check out this uh, glass that I got. Uh, Christmas just happened when we recorded this podcast. Front of the podcast, John Davidson <gasps> got me this. Yes, we both have Macho Man glasses now. <laughs> Yours is so neon. It's like drinking apple wine or something. It makes me feel fancy. Yeah, I could see that. It's a beautiful bottle. I mean, <laughs> do you still feel fancy drinking out? Is that a plastic cup of Macho Man? <laughs> oh, no, it's uh, ceramic. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Our listeners are on the edge of their seats, Brad. It tastes not very apple-y. Okay. Not very alcohol It's refreshing, mm. almost. It almost is like apple water. Like, it's like fancy apple juice. Okay. This may not be alcoholic. <laughs> I may have bought non-alcoholic. <laughs> that pouring sound is just on point. I didn't have an expired drink today. That was full of awful. <laughs> yeah, that was a sad one. <laughs> First up today, Hillbilly Jim's Collard Greens with Smoked Turkey. What do you know about Hillbilly Jim, Jacqueline? Uh, I know nothing, and I watched a few matches about him, and I still can't figure him out. <laughs> He's a legend. He, is, um, he was even in the show Legends House on the WWE Network. I saw that, but I don't know why. He's like, he's, so he's from Kentucky originally, and he just is a giant man. He's like 6'7", I think. Yeah. And he just wears bib overalls with no shirt. And you know, does he wrestle with shoes on? I forgot. He does have those like uh, black, super shiny leather wrestling shoes, but they're under his okay. overalls, so you can't really tell. And that might not be always. That might just be the matches I watched. Um, but he's just like a big dum dum. Like they talk about how stupid he is all the time. <laughs> like he doesn't understand how to read, and he can't figure out wrestling matches. He just goes and punches and kicks. So I don't. Yeah, he just goes down to the ring with like um, he just came back from like the hog farm. He's like <laughs> yeah. muddy or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got a piece of cotton in his mouth. Yeah, he's got wild hair, a lot like yours, and he's got Ooh. a big old bushy beard. Great big bushy. I don't beard. think I'll ever have that beard, but I would love to try. It's a great beard, um, but. His beard goes all the way into his chest hair in this photograph. It does. Book. He is a very hairy man. It, well, from he's the a hillbilly. It kind of kind of goes for it. Is 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 that not a good thing to say? Calling somebody a hillbilly? I think it isn't. No, that's right? a straight up insult. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at the time he just like owned it. I feel like well, was he was he a face or was he a heel? I couldn't figure that he out. He was always either. a face. Oh, he was. He was always a face. Okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. People liked him. Same with like like the bushwhackers. Was like similar kind of gimmick to me yeah but i don't know that bushwhackers is an insult they were fun they didn't make any sense either because they did that like weird arm chop thing and i don't know what that has to do with anything but it was fun no idea (laughs) yeah it was really fun to do as a kid this is a sort of like southern like how we do um the iron sheik or like an evil russian like nikolai volkov like he was the he was like the southern stereotype of wrestling, right? Yeah, he was one of them. There was also like a guy, like a Gator They're called land. the Godwin Brothers, I think. Is that who you're thinking? That's of? a different one. I'm thinking oh, okay. of the guy who was like a Gator Cajun dude. A Gator. I know. I think his name is just Skinner. It might. I think, be. That's, I think his name. <laughs> there's a wrestler whose name is just Skinner, and his thing was he was an alligator wrestler. Yeah, there is that yeah. guy. He came down like chewing tobacco in the <laughs> yeah. ring, and he was just like the most disgusting looking thing you'd ever see. Yeah, and he just kind of angrily like paced around the ring. 
um, yeah, no, this guy looked jovial. He reminded me a lot of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. If Hacksaw Jim Duggan were to put on overalls, it would be Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, he's just like a fun, entertaining wrestler. I don't think he was ever meant to be taken seriously. just like this happy-go-lucky guy who was also very big and intimidating. I didn't find him entertaining, though. I was bored. Oh, that's that's too bad. Even with his just, like, fun little happy gimmick. I think he just, like, rubs his armpit in your face and, like, punches you. He and... didn't do any armpit stuff in the matches None I watched. No, I watched oh a gosh. match of him. Missed opportunity. Yeah, I watched him and the Honky Tonk Man for the Intercontinental title. That was the big one I watched today. Honky Tonk Man's I'm guessing fun. he lost. Yeah, he did lose. Yeah, Honky Tonk Man's He's never won a title, Hillbilly Jim. You know what? Honky yes. Tonk Man, I want to do a quick little sidebar. Honky Tonk Man is like if Bruce Campbell was a wrestler. Ooh. I thought it was just like straight up Elvis Presley, but I can get that Bruce Campbell would want to be like yeah. when he played Elvis and Bubba Hotep. Yeah, so. and just like the way that he looks. He's like a more overweight Bruce Campbell, but he's like, he acts way over the top and just everything <laughs> is over the top and his like... Elvis strut and Elvis hairs. Everything's just over the top, like Bruce Campbell. And I mean that as a compliment, because Bruce Campbell's more successful than Honky Tonk Man, I think. Mm, I don't know. Bruce Campbell isn't the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. But, you know. Um, fair. Fair point. <laughs> that's, the one thing honky, that's the one thing Honky Tonk has <laughs> to his credit. He I, actually showed up in the Royal Rumble, I think, last year or the year before. Honky Tonk and Man? He just did his, mm-hmm, and he just get, did his guitar spot where he just like hit somebody with a guitar and then that's great. ended up getting thrown out of the ring. That's great. I noticed when I was watching this today, I think it was a 1991 match that I was watching. It might have been, it was probably later, actually. That's too early. Um, but wrestlers back then were not as greasy as they are today. Not, not as oily and full of baby oil. Not by a long shot. Or these two dudes, at least. They look just like normal dudes. They were maybe a little tanner than, like, the gentleman in the audience. But I don't know when the grease happened. Like, Honky Tonk Man's hair was definitely styled with a lot of product in it. But Hillbilly Jim's was just, like, dry and wild and crazy. And thinking about it, like, not all the wrestler's hair was just dripping with grease like it is today, I feel. I think they do it now. Um, they're in the backstage, they'll just pour a bunch of water on their head, oh. and it's to make their hair wet, so when they get punched, it looks more impactful when you get hit with, like, a punch or whatever, like, to sell a move, so when you get hit, your hair, like, kind of goes flying more than it would be if it was just, like, straight up dry. That makes sense. But why all mm-hmm. over their bodies? <laughs> Just to shine, I guess. <laughs> they just like that shine. <laughs> you know, they are, these, like, back in the good old days, in the golden age of wrestling, they're, the, the wrestlers weren't as, like, ripped and cut. Like, they're all super cut and super huge these days. And back then, a lot of them just looked like normal dudes. I mean, like... They were also just really strong. Like, they had yeah. that natural <clears throat> muscle. Like, Hillbilly Jim looks very strong because he probably, he probably has a farm that he works on. Right? And he probably is, you know, taking care of hogs and shoveling hay barrels and doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they had life muscles back then. Like, even Hogan, like, Mm -hmm. he worked out and he was, like, really strong and buff and stuff, but it wasn't, like, this bodybuilder, like, extreme type that it is as so much today. 
That was just an observation I had. Yeah, it's true. And Hillbilly Jim had size on him, too. He's oh, like yeah. six foot five, six foot six. He's a tall dude. He's huge. He was like 300 mm-hmm. and something pounds. He's still alive, by the way. I checked on that because I didn't want to be surprised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's really funny If you in Legends House. He was always the guy people came to for advice. He always had a positive outlook on life. He was just Aww. a great dude who just was a country boy and just lived the gimmick because that's who he was. I can see that. He seems to have, like, a good face on him. So, good. Good for Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> Couldn't tell you why he got first interested in wrestling or what happened. It might have just been, like, a money thing. But, you yeah. know, wrestling had its um, upbringing in the carnival circuit. That's how, like, wrestling first started to come around mm-hmm. in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, there were there was professional wrestling, and it happened in carnivals that got toured around the United States. And they just had gimmicks like we did, and people got worked the same way like you think a match is real. Okay. So I could imagine there being just like a farmer guy <laughs> in, inside of a wrestling ring back then, and just that gimmick carrying over into, you know, the late 18... 18- I don't think you could do this gimmick today, but for sure 80s and 90s you could do it a little bit. You know, I'd like to see him try. We need more I don't more know gimmicks. what a southern gentleman would look like in a, in a modern day WWE ring. Um... I don't know, because you couldn't... A southern gentleman back then was like a slave owner, so that's not... Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you could still do like a a mountain man. backwoods gimmick? I guess like Bray Wyatt is probably the closest thing you have to that right now. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. You could do like a mountain man, like a fur trapper guy. You could just come out in a lot of furs. Do we still have fur trappers? I bet. We probably still need fur trappers, right? I don't think we need them, but we have them. That's a profession you can have in 2018. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I'm sure they use like modern technology now and yeah. kill like a thousand rabbits a day or whatever. You could do be like a fisherman, dude. That'd be cool, all right. Yeah. A, bass, a pro bass fisherman? think <laughs> <laughs> it would just be pro bass. And <laughs> <laughs> have like a, a fishing vest. Ooh, you could have like hooks and do cheats with fishing hooks. Duck Dynasty, I guess, was a pretty recent thing, so I guess anything could happen. Yeah, it's, it wasn't that a pretty uh, racist, homophobic thing that shut that show down, though? <laughs> yep, sure was. <laughs> and, and that's how our show was going to end one day, too. <laughs> <laughs> but not before we get to Hillbilly Jim's Collard Greens with Smoke Turkey. Good segue. Th- this former federation superstar would rather eat collard greens and smoke turkey than romance a pretty lady and this big old kentuckian loves pretty ladies (laughs) this is a (laughs) southern this is a southern staple that's actually quite healthy try it and you'll be yelling yahoo at the supper table three cups of water One half pound smoked turkey pre-cooked and cut into one inch pieces. One and a half pounds of collard greens. Two tablespoons vegetable oil. Half teaspoon salt. Half teaspoon coarsely ground black pepper. Half teaspoon sugar. Half teaspoon crushed red pepper flakes. The steps are as follows, and there's four of them. Not too bad. Not too bad. Number one. In a four-quart saucepan, bring the water and the turkey to a boil over high heat. Reduce heat and simmer. Covered for 45 minutes. Remove the turkey from the pot. Reserve the liquid. Number two, wash the collard greens until all the dirt has been removed. Number three, chop the greens into half-inch pieces, add them to liquid in the saucepan, along with oil, salt, pepper, sugar, and red pepper flakes. Bring the mixture to a boil, then reduce heat and simmer covered for 30 minutes. Number four, drain the greens, add the turkey, and serve Make six servings. How was it? This is my first time ever having collard greens. Yeah? You never had them before? Yeah, never once in my life. Oh. And? They were really good. Yeah, I was surprised. I quite enjoyed them. 
They were really good. They were just delicious. Delicious cooked vegetables. They're so the leaves are so thick and they're and they smell so bitter when you're chopping it. I was so concerned and I kept telling husband that this is gonna be gross. You better get ready to make another dinner. This is gonna be nasty. But it was really good. It was good. The greens were good. <laughs> I went and I cheated and I bought the bag of already cooked collard greens they had at my store. Sneak. And it said ready to cook right on the bag. <laughs> It was beautiful. That's easy. I cheated. <laughs> and in the interest of a new year and everybody's healthy minded this year, I did smoked tempeh instead of turkey. I tried to do a meatless substitute. So tempeh, if you don't know, is um, fermented soybeans and rice. And it's just kind of pressed into a shape. And this one was like a smoked flavor. So it had that smoked flavor added into it. And I didn't do the turkey prepping thing. I didn't use any of the water because that sounded really gross. So I just upped it out of that. And I cooked it all and it was really good. The tempeh flavor was a little strong and I probably could have doubled the amount of Can you cut the tempeh into cubes or is that just like a ground meat? Um, It's in like a it's in like a flat brick kind of a form already. Almost like a tofu? Almost. Yeah, like like half the thickness. But yeah, like tofu. It's like tofu, okay. but it's like a heartier. It's it's a heartier version of tofu. It has more protein than tofu does, so I thought it would be closer to meat. Um, I've always heard of tempeh being used in like sloppy joes. Yeah, you can do that and, like, and ground it up. Ground meat, yeah, yeah. That's how I. I've had it. it in place on like Reuben sandwiches. If you have that instead of the corned beef, it's really good. It depends how you cook it, just like tofu. Um, it's really good. I would have like doubled or tripled the amount of greens though, because that was my favorite part. The tempeh was like it was pretty good. But the greens were super good. And this does feel like two recipes wrapped into one. It does. You don't necessarily need to cook, you know, the two things together. No. It's essentially a, just a collard greens recipe. It is. And it's really simple and it's really healthy. It, I don't... I'm confused about the turkey, though, because it says to get it pre-cooked, but then you cook it for another 45 minutes. Did you do that? Well, you simmer it for 45 minutes, and you're making a broth with the turkey. Oh. what kind of what you're supposed to be okay. doing. Because I, I, I did have to read that a few times as well. It's like, why am I cooking an already cooked yeah. turkey? This doesn't make much sense. That's why I just skipped that step. And it was still really good. But, it's, but you're just using the turkey to make a broth. So good old Hillbilly Jim is just trying to cut costs. You having to use um, vegetable broth or whatever, chicken broth or whatever for the collard greens. Oh, wait. So yours was a soup. Collard greens. Um, no. Nope, because um, you drain it. You just cook, you steam it, and cook it in the water, the reserve the reserve liquid that the turkey does. I see. Right? I see. So it just steams up, and you, like, mix it around, and it, it becomes, like, cooked spinach, essentially, is how it, like, ends up being. Okay, so I did something very different then, because I just cooked the collard greens in the, I did olive oil and the salt, pepper, and sugar, and red pepper, and that was super, super good. That's all I did. It's delicious. You just cooked it in a saute pan yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. Really good. I don't think it was even for half an hour. I think it took maybe 15 minutes to get to the right consistency. It softens up so well, and it's such a pretty green. Even the stem, I thought, was pretty good. Yeah. It was just, like, a okay texture that you could still bite through. I debated cutting it out. Like, when, when you do kale, you, like, rip the leaves off the stalk. But I left it in, and I'm glad that I did. Yeah, what is just a solid food collard greens are. Yeah. Have you had turnip or mustard greens? I have had mustard greens. Mustard greens are really good. Um, my coworker made a warm salad with them where you kind of, like, you soften the mustard greens in, like, a saute pan with olive oil, and then you have, like, some warm Yukon Gold potatoes, and you put a little mustard and salt and pepper on it, and it's really delicious. I want to eat 
greens now. I want to get all yeah. the greens. I want to know what they taste like. It reminded me of beet leaves. I haven't had those. Like, um, oh, it's just when you, you buy beets and you just, people throw away the, the leafy uh-huh. part. Just don't throw away the leafy part and just cook that either in a pan or put it in a soup. It's just really, really good. Okay. Just like how we did here? The leaves of a beet. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. For real good. <laughs> what do you give this recipe? I, I gave this recipe 3.2 stars, and I only gave it less because of my tempeh issue. But it was solid. It wasn't like anything spectacular, but it was solid and good, and I will be making it again. You, Brad? This is just really good, solid food. There's nothing special about it, It, but it... it um, it really hits the mark, and it was quite good. And I, I'm going to go a little bit higher and give it a three and a half star All rating. All right, that's a good average for this recipe for this recipe book, I should say. I think it's. I mean, <laughs> if, if we're getting anything above a two, <laughs> I think I've like done a good job in the kitchen that yeah. day. Yeah, and you know what the secret is? Is that this recipe also has a lot of vegetables in it. It seems that we're rating the ones with vegetables a lot higher than the other more gross rececipes. And stuff that just isn't already pre-canned or pre-cooked in the store when you yes, get it. Yes, there was no cans of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to see that. They didn't have a smoked turkey at the store. I just bought a regular took turkey, and I did have to cook it. Oh, okay. And I just used that. And it probably ended up being the same. I just didn't have that smoky flavor of the turkey. Okay. So. Which I do enjoy, but it's not a make or break thing. Yeah. I mean, if that's how any listener or reader wanted to do it you can always buy the liquid smoke and add like a tea of it and it would be fine or just use any other kind of food because the collard greens don't necessarily need the the turkey it is kind of neat that you're you know using like you're making your own broth that's kind of like a fun little yeah. thing that you do in this recipe but yeah um i've been doing that a lot lately just reserving um Instead of throwing away stuff from vegetables, like the tops of um, onions or the skin of onions or whatever, just putting them in and freezing them. That's a great idea. So I'm all in. I'm all in on the make your own broth, and it was really good. I think I maybe did a little bit more than a half teaspoon of the uh, salt, pepper, and the pepper flakes and stuff, but I just dumped some in. I did uh, more red pepper flakes because I wanted it spicy. Yeah. It was really a wise choice. This, as soon as I made it, my roommate suggested, oh, this is great. Just put a little hot sauce on it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Just put a little I feel hot like sauce you could do it. that with most of these recipes. <laughs> Makes everything better. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But maybe Hillbilly Jim's got me into collard greens. So for him, I mean, that's, all, that's great. Two thumbs up. Like he's given to us in the book, I give his recipe two thumbs up two as well. Two thumbs up. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back talking about the Dudley Boys Baked Sweet Potatoes. back talking about the Dudley Boys sweet potatoes. How you doing, Brad? I already did that already. I'm doing really well. I'm drinking more of that tasteless but delicious <laughs> apple cider that I had. It's confusing the way you describe it that way. It, it's it's like, it's just very apple juicy. Just with like, if when you um imagine you cut uh, apple juice with water, but you cut it with like alcoholic water or something. <laughs> and then that's what you All get. All right. 
Well, it's good that you're enjoying it. <laughs> Hard to explain, but it's interesting. And it was only $3.99 for a 25.4 fluid ounce bottle. So how do you beat That's that? That's a great deal. You know what else is hard to explain? The Dudley boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are just on point with the segues tonight. <laughs> Boom. Brad, would you like to explain the Dudley boys to our listeners? I would love to. The Dudley boys have won the most championships of any tag team, if you include all of the promotions that they've worked for, which is pretty much all of them. East, They started in ECW. They came to WWF, transitioned into WWE, left, went to TNA, and they recently came back to WWE within the last few years. They are, I think, retired, but who knows with wrestling. <laughs> I know Bubba still works uh, indie shows, and Devon works backstage for WWE. To describe these guys, <laughs> they are brothers. They're one's half white, brothers. One They're is half black. Brothers. Half brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Do they both wear uh, glasses, like crooked glasses, I think? Sometimes. One is crooked and one is tape in between on the bridge of the glasses with white tape. They're black glasses. Bubba Ray, I believe, is the one who does that, the white guy. Yeah, we have Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon. From? What is the city they hail from? Queens? In New York? In the show. Oh, the Dudleyville. Dudleyville, yes. (laughs) Dudleyville. Dudley Boys, and Boys is spelled with a Z, listeners. Just like potatoes in this recipe, they put a Z on the end of that one, too. I feel like in this era, this Attitude Era, anywhere they could squeeze a Z instead of an S, they did it. Oh, yeah. If you can squeeze an X or a Z into a word, you're doing it. It's a done deal. So anyways... it was it was before we had emojis, you know. It was. I'm still waiting for the first wrestler to use an emoji in their name. It's gonna oh, happen in our time. Oh God, that's a sad day. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a dude, and he's gonna have like that visor know. with like where your hair sticks up, but it's like green plastic. I would like to see like a millennial Instagram girl <laughs> who like is the master of the emojis, who like doesn't even care when she's walking to the wrestling ring. She's like ring. on her phone. She's just texting on Taking her phone selfies. the whole time. Yeah, a selfie mm-hmm. stick that would be a good cheat weapon. There's a wrestler named Tyler Breeze that comes to the ring with a selfie <laughs> oh, stick, and it's quite it. wonderful. <laughs> he's essentially doing Derek Zoolander as his oh. gimmick, and he's just like a male that's, model. That's yeah, pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great gimmick. <laughs> But just like a girl who's like too ab- like she cares more about Instagram followers than winning matches, you know. That's you know that's a great gimmick. WWE, feel free to take that. We're gonna give that one to you. <laughs> Put emojis in her name. It's gotta happen. Yeah. Um, the Dudley Boys also, at least at one point for a while, were big into the white and gray camo. They both had the matching pants and the black boots that they tucked their big baggy camo pants into. Yes, they usually always had some sort of camo, either on their legs or on their shirt or something. They did, and they had this 3D thing going on, and I don't understand it, because there's two of them. So their finishing move is called the Dudley Death Drop. There we go. The 3D. There we go. Which is a combination of like a flat body press, which is just when someone's running at you, you grab them and lift them up and like um, essentially slam them face first down. But Dud- uh, D- or Bubba Ray Dudley would catch somebody in a Stone Cold Stunner or a Diamond Cutter or how- RKO, however you want to call mm-hmm. it, and that would be the 3D. That was their finishing They move. also were pretty famous for a while for slamming people through tables. They would s- Yes, they were the king of tables. Yes, they would set up a folding table in the ring. One of them, I think it was usually Devon, who would climb on the turnbuckle and jump and like fly face first like he's doing in this picture. 
and then slam you through a table, I believe. Or would they body... So what do you think? Bubba Ray would scream at Devon. It would be a whole oh, thing. He would push <laughs> Devon and say, Devon! And there'd be a long pause. And the audience would be in anticipation. Screaming. And the audience would scream with them, Get the table! Yes, that's it. <laughs> Showman till the end. Yes, they did that. They were also big into, like in this picture, the one brother in this picture, it's Bubba Ray, would have a man on his back and grab his legs, kind of like... Oh my god, it's pretty sexual. And <laughs> hold his... It's like a wheelbarrow type maneuver. Kind of, but he... So Bubba Ray is standing over a man's head. A man is on his back, essentially looking up at Bubba Ray's crotch. He grabs the man's legs and spreads them apart in a V. And the other brother, Devon, would get on the top ropes and slam into this guy's nuts. But before that, you know what he would say? And you know what I, the move was called? I don't. <laughs> the what's up? Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I forgot. <laughs> so, based off that oh, Super Bowl God. commercial from Bud Light, the was up, oh. Devon and Bubba went ahead and just yanked that out and started using it as their <laughs> match move. They... And they would scream that at each other right before this move would happen. And the move is called the was oh, up. Oh my God. That is so <laughs> terrible. Oh. Humanity made it through these late 90s, early 2000s. We can make it through anything, right? <laughs> we assume that these guys are from, like, the trailer trash somewhere of wherever they're from, right? They look like And they're it. just, like, coming to the ring with whatever they have, baseball bats, trash cans, whatever they can find. They were extreme wrestlers. Yeah. Makes sense that they would grow up in ECW. Yeah. They don't look like, particularly physically fit. No. They look very, lo- like, large gentlemen. They were ve- always pretty much fully clothed. I'm sure they're very strong. Yeah. But they were two big dudes, and they would uh, just throw people through tables and hit people with chairs, and they would do extreme wrestling. They sometimes had a lady with them. I want to say it was Trish Stratus. Does that sound right? I forget which valet they may have had. They had a, a diva with them, a blonde diva with big fake boobs, and she would hang out with them, and sometimes she she would just like be usually ringside, not doing too much, but really excited about you know smashing people through tables, and they would like, if she had a boyfriend she broke up with, they would smash him through a table and all that kind of stuff. They were usually faces, though. I thought. Well, people just wanted to cheer them. Yeah, because they would do all this extreme stuff that was really fun to watch that not a lot of wrestlers were doing. I think they did go flip flop between heel and face. Yeah, but you just want to you like you want to say get the tables. You want to see this stuff happen. You want to be a part of the match. You want to be a participant. You want to see what kind of antics. And it's just really fun to see someone get thrown or slammed through a table. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I think I remember when they would do like back ring like talking vignettes, they would they would usually like they would be asked a question and then kind of like talk to each other and not so much address the interviewer. They were weirdos. They were really weird. Yeah. Devon's Devon's only catchphrase was testify. Oh yeah. Which I didn't De- understand. I think they were had like a religious thing for I a while. I figured out why. Okay. <laughs> I'm really excited. His <laughs> Devon's parents, his father was a bishop and his mother was a pastor. So that's where all that comes from because he is called oh. Brother Devon, which is like mm-hmm. can be taken as a religion. So it was all about, it was just like because he was brought up so religious. It didn't fit. So I think they were heels at that, like some point, And that would be a good <clears throat> segue into them being bad guys is like one of them being like religious or... Um, one other thing they would do is they wouldn't get tables, and that would make people mad at them. So when you didn't get what you wanted, that's when you knew that they were in the heel yes. mode. They would even 
they would even put away tables that other wrestlers set up just to spite I them. remember that. <laughs> that was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's the quickest way to get a wrestling fan to hate you is to not do what they want. <laughs> it's pretty <Yes>. bratty. <laughs> oh, my geez. They knew it. They knew everything. But do they know baked sweet potatoes? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let me just read what it is. I'm not quite sure which Dudley provided this recipe. I think it was Devon, who eats a little healthier than Brother Bubba. Devon says, this dish is so good, it will make you stand up and testify. Testify. (laughs) The ingredients are as follows. Four medium sweet potatoes, olive oil, butter to taste, cinnamon to taste, brown sugar to taste. So not so much of a recipe. (laughs) <laughs> it's just such just sweet potatoes it's just how you cook them um there are four steps just like our other recipe um step one preheat the oven to 350 degrees step two wash the sweet potatoes pat them dry and place each of them in a square of aluminum foil drizzle olive oil over them coating them lightly pierce them with a fork about four times then wrap the foil around them and seal Step three, bake for one hour or until cooked through. To check doneness, pierce them with a fork. Step four, top them with butter, cinnamon, and brown sugar. Serve immediately. Makes four servings. I mean, this is a baked potato. (laughs) Can anybody eat a whole sweet potato? Those things are huge. They are. And I would argue, so I just baked four sweet potatoes. I just wrapped them in aluminum foil and mm-hmm. that's it. It does not need olive oil. It does not need sugar. It does not need cinnamon. Does it need fork pokes? It does need the fork pokes. That is that and the temperature of the oven and the time <laughs> in the oven. Mine were bigger. Mine, I got like a huge one, like the size of my head. So it took like two and a half hours to cook. <laughs> but oh, no. I could have uh, cut that smaller. But I mean, it's... Maybe the oil speeds up the cooking process because mine got finished in about an okay. hour. But... Like, a sweet potato is so sweet already, and when you bake it like that, it just makes it taste sweeter. So it's just, you don't need, I don't think you need sugar. And I think cinnamon, I didn't, I ate it with the collard greens, so I didn't need cinnamon. That would have made it taste weird together. And I mean, yeah, butter, I guess. Butter's good on everything, so yeah, use butter if you want, but... This is like, this isn't a yeah, recipe. this isn't a recipe. No. <laughs> not this is all. not a recipe whatsoever. <laughs> There's nothing you do in here that separates it from how you would just cook a sweet potato, <laughs> right. or any potato for that matter. Like, if you were, if there was something else to it, like, anything else to it, like, open up a can of beans and put it on, and then you have, like, a thing. But this isn't even a thing. This is just a sweet potato. I'm just, I'm lost. <laughs> Why this? And this is this takes up two pages of the cookbook. This recipe. <laughs> Why? <laughs> there were three different kinds of sweet potatoes at the store that I went to, and really? I got all three of them because I had never had a New Jersey sweet potato or a red sweet potato. Or what was the third kind? Uh, just a regular sweet okay. potato. Okay, that's just the normal. Okay, one. and and the New Jersey one tastes more like a potato. Really? It has like a potato taste in there. Like yeah. it's not as sweet. So if like you want somebody, if you want to trick somebody maybe into like eating a sweet potato and they like potatoes, maybe you can get them this one. Okay. But it's a shame that you have to trick somebody to do that. But I know like kids or whatever are afraid of sweet potatoes. Yeah. And I think the dreaded 
Thanksgiving sweet potato, whatever that amalgam with like marshmallows and stuff that it's arrives. called a casserole. Like, it's that not, scares a lot of people it's off. Gross. <laughs> it's way too sweet. <laughs> sweet potato gives a really bad rap to sweet potato, or sweet potato casserole gives a really bad rap to sweet it potatoes. Does. Sweet. So if you were gonna make sweet potato fries, would you use this New Jersey for it? I'd use any okay. of them, yeah. But, I mean, it's just whether you want it to be a little more potatoey. And the red sweet potato tastes more like a squash. Really? Or a pumpkin. Ooh, that mm-hmm. sounds good. It was on, like, the further end. So it's almost like New Jersey, um, regular, and then the red sweet potato. Wait, I have a question. Sure. The New Jersey sweet potato, was it white on the inside? Okay, yes. I've had that before. And I thought I was buying, I think the sweet potatoes that probably everyone is thinking of are called yam sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I was buying a yam and I got this sweet potato and I got home and I was very disappointed. <laughs> I didn't, it was, I wanted it to be orange and what I was thinking and it wasn't. But had I not had different plans for it, I think it would have been really good. How I like to cook sweet potatoes is I cut them up into circles or wedges wherever you want it i put them in a bowl i put them in a bowl with olive oil i put a bunch of spices on them i've got montreal seasoning Mm. on there i've got i do use a little bit of brown sugar and cinnamon i do use like cayenne because i like the heat red pepper flakes i like a balance of hot and sweet and then i just bake them in the oven for like 30 minutes and they come out and they're awesome that is almost the exact way that i cook them (laughs) <laughs> Except for I cut them into french fry shapes, and I make french fries, like oven-baked french fries. But I put all those things that you just said in a plastic bag with the olive oil, and I shake it all together like mm-hmm. a shake-and-bake type thing, and then bake it for, yeah, about the same. I think I put it at 400 for like 20 minutes. It's one of my favorite things it's to so eat. Good. They're so They're good. so, so good. They're so damn good. I also have been doing... Like, instead of having a burrito, I'll make, like, the filling of a burrito. And instead of having, like, the tortilla, I'll bake a sweet potato and, like, smoosh it out and put the burrito, like, the black beans and the vegetables and all that on the sweet potato and have it that way. And that gives it a good, like, sweet and spicy balance. Yeah, that sounds really good. the Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) I made a crazy thing in high school where I baked a potato and then I took out the middle of it, and I put a hot dog in the middle of it <laughs> and used that as the bun. What? And still used, like, ketchup and, like, sour cream and, like, relish and everything you put in a hot dog. And it was so good. It was just like, it was like a t- t- tato, uh, potato skin with hot dog but, in it. And it was but great. But there was no, like, potato? It was just the skin? I mostly scooped it out. There was still some potato in there. It was good. That's wild. And I've never made it since. It was too good. Well. Uh, maybe we'll make it at some point in my life, but... Man. We do have a hot dog challenge coming up, so maybe we can weasel that in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you argue with sweet potatoes? These are great. Four stars. Uh, I gave it... Where are we? I gave it uh, 2.8 stars because I was really crabby about the Whoa. idea that this was a recipe and not just a baked potato. Whoa. <laughs> I guess I am just rating a sweet potato with my rating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're just rating sweet potato, I'm going to go five stars because it's great. So delicious. It goes with everything. This recipe, meh. Try harder, Dudley boys. Yeah, I don't necessarily, like, the cinnamon and the brown sugar and the butter, they kind of just all disappear in the potato. Yeah. And you're just, I don't even know if they make much of a difference. I mean, it's good, but it would probably have been just as good without that's those That's what things. I'm saying. Yeah, that's why I just did it without mm-hmm. any of that. I don't know how many times I can stress ha- that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely like a spicier, like, I like the hot, sweet 
sweet yeah. potato where it's got that that zinged but i mean other than that <laughs> thanks for joining us um you can find us uh ask us questions send us emails we're looking to talk to our listeners and just you know people out there saying saying hi i think we even have some uh reviews jacqueline <gasps> we have some reviews this is a rating for somebody who just wrote a nice little smiling face eye guy. It says, the, the title of this rating is Hilarious Food slash Russell's. And then it's periods after that, so it got cut off. Okay. A great show to listen to while you are in the kitchen. The hosts are friend- the hosts are funny and genuine. It feels like I have two friends hanging out with me while I cook and wash dishes. Aww. I totally listen to podcasts while I cook and wash dishes, so I'm with you. Thanks for uh, listening to us. Yeah. Thanks. This is from Food Fan Fun. The title of it is Food Fan. I personally despise wrestling, but I'm crazy <laughs> for this podcast. Love the back and forth between the hosts. I listen to this in the car or the kitchen while I'm making dinner. Well, listener, I'm sorry that you despise wrestling, but I'm really flattered that even though <laughs> you like our show. <laughs> yeah, they got to know who that one is, too. Please rate us five stars on iTunes. Um, get your uh, rating read on the uh, podcast. There you go. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And they make us laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for everyone that likes and comments to us on Facebook.com slash Top Rope Chef. Um, we're on Twitter.com slash Top Rope Chef. you want to see Peter's our recipes, I post them on Instagram.com slash Top Rope Chef. Um, email us names that we can use for each other at the beginning of the show topropechef at gmail.com or email us challenges topics you want us to talk about wrestlers motifs we play games in our after show and we could use some topics um and some things just to you know meander about and talk about and we just want to hear from you um patreon.com slash topropechef you keep us going you do Claire, Claire G and Haley K, keeping it down. Keeping it tight. Thank you so much, darlings. We will see y'all <laughs> next week. We're cooking up some recipes. Gonna give them a spin.